Did perimenopause or menopause catch you off guard? Weird symptoms appearing from nowhere? Wondering who is this person who's inhabiting your body? And most of all, having no one to talk to about it? It happened to me, too. And with all the chaos that it was causing me, I knew I had to figure it out. I dug in, reading often outdated books and searching obscure references on the internet. I learned how our shifting reproductive hormones mess with every cell in our bodies. And as I realized how complete this hormonal disruption was, I became determined to help other women understand and control their own menopause journey. Because menopause matters. And here, we talk about all things menopause. I'm your host, Jean Andrus, and this is Menopause Matters, the podcast. Hey, everyone, this is Jean Andrus, the menopause guru, and I'm here with Menopause Matters. And today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about energy again, Reclaim Your Energy Part 2. Last time we talked about some of the reasons energy declines, and it's all of these changing hormones, the stress and the not sleeping and everything that goes with menopause makes it very much more difficult to have the energy you need. But there's a whole nother set of things that get in the way. We talked last week, we talked about the physical side. We talked about getting the right exercise, the right amount of sleep. We talked about hydrating, and breathing right, and just taking the time to breathe when you needed it. And we talked about whether or not refined carbs were contributing to your lack of energy. This week, we're going to talk about something a little different. And this week, we're going to talk, we're going to talk about the emotional side, the things that drag us down. For a lot of our lives, we go through our day in a rush. We have to go from getting the kids up in the morning, getting them ready for school, getting breakfast in everybody's belly, getting the kids out the door uh, or dropping them off at school. We talk about uh, getting to our jobs and doing our jobs all day and maybe running it out to lunch with some friends. And after school, we have to pick up the kids and take them to sports and we have to take them to clubs and we have to have to go to parents teacher meetings. And maybe we're doing community work or maybe we have a special project that we're doing. And sometimes we work overtime and it's exhausting, but we just keep on doing it. And we keep on doing it because that's the way we're sort of trained and we train ourselves to to do that rat race sort of activity. And then we get to hit menopause. And when menopause comes along, lots and lots of us, even before we know it's perimenopause, this happens sometime in our mid to early to mid forties, sometimes a little later for some, sometimes a little earlier for some, but often we don't know that we're perimenopausal in this. So this is where I ask you to tell your younger friends to come to the class, learn about what's going on, learn about why you don't always know that it's perimenopause, but we'll get there. So sometime in this time, 
as estrogen retreats and as estrogen stops driving our behavior quite so much, we start to question our desire to be all things to all people, to be in the middle of people pleasing and taking care of everybody else's needs except our own. And what happens a lot of times is that people get on our last nerve. You know what I mean. The person who asks too much, the person who never has time to do anything for you, the person who can't do their own work without your intervention 106 times. Sometimes these are kids. Sometimes these are our spouse. Sometimes these are our friends. Sometimes these are our coworkers. But we find ourselves not being quite so patient anymore with with other people. Happened to you? I swear it happened to me more than once and it got me in trouble more than once. But the truth is, here's the truth to that. And that is that those people who can't get their own stuff taken care of without you may not be, you may not be in the wrong for being being annoyed with them. You may not be in the wrong for saying no to them. You may not be wrong in avoiding some of them. So here are my five emotionally based tips for reclaiming your energy. And they involve taking people and things that are sapping your energy out of your life. Can't always be done. Not all of these five are going to be able to be done immediately by you. Some of them may remain in your life for a long time, and I'm sorry for that. But you can make choices in a lot of these. So number one, who do you hang out with? Do the people you hang out with give you energy or take energy away from you? I call this avoiding Debbie Downer. You may know her. She's never, nothing's ever going right. When things are going right, they're not going right because something else could go wrong or is going wrong over there or just it's not good enough. There are people in this world who will who choose not to be happy. They choose not to be grateful. They choose not to see the positives in life. And the more you hang around with them, the harder it's going to be for you to see the positives in life. Is it your job to fix them? Not if they're not in your immediate family just isn't your job. And if they are sapping your energy, take a break. Take a break for an hour, take a break for a day, take a break for a year, take a break forever. Avoid people who take energy from you without giving anything back. Second, no is a complete sentence. This is about boundaries. And this is about our tendency as women to say yes to everything that comes along. Every project, every uh, trip, every school activity, every uh, 
committee, every volunteer activity, everything that comes along, we say yes to. And often we say yes because we don't know how to say no. Saying no is really, really easy. No. You don't have to explain. You don't have to give excuses. You don't have to give them room to try and argue you into it. If it is something that doesn't fit into your life, just say no and leave it at that. You don't have to explain. So no is a complete sentence and you need to use it when you need to. Because otherwise, there's enough stuff going on out there that you'll never, ever have time to yourself. The second part of boundaries is saying yes to the things that you do. So yes is a yes to yourself. Don't say yes to just anything. Say yes to the things that are going to give you energy, that are going to enhance your life. And if they're a little scary, say yes anyway. Take the chance on saying yes to the things that you really want. But if it's not something that's giving you energy back, just say no. I'll be back in just a moment with more energy reclaiming tips. Hi, I'm Jean Andrus, the host of Menopause Matters. Do you remember being dragged into a classroom when you were in elementary school and being told about your period? Well, it's Awful as that moment was, it was about a million times better than what's happened in menopause. It's like being thrown into the jungle with no map, no guide, and no way out. That's why I'd like to offer you an opportunity to smooth the way. It's a four-week class that I'm teaching live, incorporating my more than a decade of experience researching, coaching, and writing about menopause. I can't guarantee this class is going, can turn menopause into a walk in the park on a spring day, but I do know you, that you'll get the knowledge in this class to prevent a lot of misery and panic. You can find more information and register for the class at mg.menopause.guru backslash 101. My third tip, play. I had a wonderful conversation this morning with an artist and we talked about play, art as play. And we talked about how amazing things can get when you allow yourself time to create and play and think about things in a different way. Open, open new doors, open new boxes and take out things and try them on. Now, that doesn't mean taking on whole lots of extra responsibilities or signing up for a zillion activities. It truly means enjoy yourself, play, have fun, go out and swing on the swings, draw a picture, play music, listen to music, write a poem. You don't have to show it to anybody. Doesn't have to be any good. Just has to get your expression out. Express yourself throughout your day and treat it more lightly. 
there's a lot of places in your life that you can play. And we just don't. We're all grown up and we just don't play. So take some time to be playful. Now, here's something to think about. If you don't have, if you, if you, if you really are stuck trying to think up ways to play, borrow a child, borrow a five-year-old, play with them. Sometimes they'll push your, your body a little far, but they will also push your imagination and your sense of wonder in the world. And if you don't have anybody with children that you can borrow, go to the local shelter and play with the kittens or the puppies. Usually there's some there and they love having people to play with. Play. My fourth tip is to prune your schedule. And this is akin to saying no, but it's also about taking a look at how much you have to do in the day and finding ways to let go of some of that. So if you cook dinner every day, and that's like something that is just eating into the time that you have, maybe there's different ways to to approach food. Maybe a meal delivery service for three nights a week or three days a week. Maybe that's the way to, to approach it. Maybe there's a swap you can do with your husband. I'll cook Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You cook, cook Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and we go out to dinner on Sunday. He can't cook? Well, can he bring home takeout? Can he create a plan for a meal delivery service? Can you teach him how to cook? A few simple things. My husband's a great cook. He cooks most of the time. Swap off cleaning up. Give yourself time by pruning the, the schedule to do the things that give you energy. Sometimes it's not easy if we've got jobs and still have young children in the house. But it is possible to stop being the be-all and end-all. And while we're on the subject, who manages your house? One of the things I found with in, in my life is that my, my husbands have both been really, really good about doing stuff. Neither has been particularly good at figuring out what needs to be done and how it needs to be done. It's tough to be the one in charge, and that is a big energy sap. So if you can let go of how it needs to be done and being the one to direct it all, you'll find you get a lot of energy back from just letting go of those things. So let go of the things that just aren't that important. That's four. The last one is really, really, really important. And that is to stop feeling guilty about doing any of this. Stop feeling guilty about avoiding the people that sap your energy. If they can't figure out a way to be happy on their own, you're not going to make them happy. 
And it's not your job to try. It's not, um, stop feeling guilty about setting boundaries. Stop being feeling guilty about saying no to things that are overcrowding your schedule or just don't feel feel good to you. If it feels like a chore and you're doing someone a favor, think about whether or not you have the energy to get, to do that favor for them. Don't feel guilty about saying yes to you. And don't feel guilty about taking time to play, to being a little silly, to doing things that are not serious, that aren't on the list. Don't feel guilty about playing. And don't feel guilty about taking things off your schedule, about sharing out the chores of everyday life, and about asking someone else to take the responsibility. Because all of these things are nothing to feel guilty about. Taking time for you, taking time for your passion, your purpose, your priorities, is what this time of your life is all about. So take time for you. Don't let others sap your energy and reclaim your energy through emotional and physical means. I'm Jean Andrus, and this is Menopause Matters. Thanks for listening. And if you found this useful, please leave me a rating and a review and subscribe to the podcast so you can get more great information every week. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please submit a rating and review and share it with a friend. Menopause has many annoying symptoms, but not many are worse than the lack of sleep. If you are one of the 90% of women who suffer from menopausal insomnia and or fatigue, I'd love to offer you my free download, Five Tips to Get Better Sleep Tonight. You can get it at menopausematterspodcast.com slash sleep. And let me know which of these tips works best for you. 